Welcome to the Carolyn Shuttlesworth Podcast, where we'll dive deep into the Word of God, build strong faith, and finish the devil. Here's your host, author, speaker, and nonstop mom, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. I'm not going to keep you guys long today. Just had a thought when I was driving yesterday to the hair salon um, because of this song that um, I've been playing. And there's just a part in there that literally builds me up all the time. But um, yes, everyone agrees. I had my number one ready. (laughs) Well, now I'm going to make you wait. You're going to have to endure the word first, Bethany Hooker. And then I'll send you some gift cards. But I'm not going to keep you guys long. Just a thought I had. Because I am, you know, anyone who knows me, watches the broadcast, knows that like I am all about strength. Strength in the word of God. Strength is what's going to get what God has for you. Strength is what's going to overpower the enemy. And so there's this song called Grave Clothes that um, it's the only good song on the album. And it just, I didn't even, I didn't even mean to find it. It was like, I had it on, um, like a play, like a PlayStation thing playing on Sunday morning a couple Sundays ago. And all of a sudden it came on and like, I'm, I'm in the other room putting my makeup on for church. And I just heard it. And I was like, wait, like, it's like my spirit man heard it. I was like, wait a second. I feel a strength coming from this song. Then when I like played it, I'm like, I love it. The beginning of the song says, he breathed in me and made these dry bones come alive. He conquered death. And if he can do it, I can do it too. And then like the whole song, everything, everything. And it's very hard to find a song that has everything that's like a strength builder. It always sometimes puts you on a high and then it's like, Um, Laura Bible wrote me yesterday and she said, oh my gosh, the local radio station just said, um, uh, how, how did it work, Laura, you sent me? Uh, it was like, um, his, our, our struggles run deep, but his love runs deeper, like through them or something like that. So that's like the crap that's out there. That's why on, on Wednesday, I did the whole thing on like your, one of your number one weapon that you have to have ready is praise and I went all through it and I'm actually getting ready to put out a praise of songs like songs that I would listen to songs that I recommend that I back (laughs) Um, a list for you guys because then I woke up yesterday morning and I thought you know what I probably should make a list that lets people know where to find some of these uh, songs oh when the struggle runs deep his love runs deeper Mmm. Amen. Amen. Just, it sounds so fancy and cute. Uh, And this is the kind of crap that people are like, yeah, that's right. Like I can connect with that. I'm going through a struggle right now, but his love, it, it just runs deeper. And that's what people do. They like, they change their tone and they change the slowness of what they're going to say. And then they think it's anointed, but it's wrong. It's a, it's not, it's not right doctrine. So that's why I did on praise. So I'm going to put out a list coming up here soon. I might release it every week or I might, I actually might just make a list that you guys can get to through your Spotify, through your Apple, your Amazon music. Um. (laughs) Flowers, that's what you're going to (laughs) win. And, um, and, uh, 
you see, this is Tiffany let Brooklyn take over the, the buttons. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and, um, and I'm gonna release it, and I'm gonna just keep adding to the playlist. So that way, because people are always writing me if I mention anything about a song or what was that song you posted, this way it's all in one place. And uh, this way you guys have a way to get access to the music that Ted and I listen to and recommend. Um, but this one song, I was listening to it on the way to get my haircut. I probably listen to it every day. And um, the line that they say through it in the middle is if he can do it, I can do it too. And then they start the song with, uh, he breathed into me and made these dry bones come alive. And I just started thinking like, yes, if he can do it, I can do it too. Why do we dis discredit ourselves? Why do we, uh, you know, say we can't do something? Why do we feel like less? Why do we feel like it's like the same power that lives inside of you, okay, is the same power. That's it. It's that simple. We don't need to like try to work out some kind of another equation. We don't have to work out anything else except knowing it's the same power. What does the word same mean? Same. That's it. It's very self-explanatory. Same power. Um, so real quick, I'm going to read you a few verses before I get into these five quick points um, today. First John 4, 17. I'm just going to show you because his nature, his power, his ability, his might lives within inside of you. There's nothing that you can't do. There's nothing that you don't have control of. He's giving you power over the enemy. Supernatural power lives inside of you. It's what he died for. It's what he came to earth for. And so we need to start walking around a lot different, a lot more confident, a lot more confident as Christians knowing and saying, if he can do it, I can do it too. See, not everything that you say has to be just a scripture and not everything you say um, has to have fancy wording or poem, poetry or anything like that, but it has to be uh, based on the word of God. So when you say he can do it, I can do it too, there's a power behind it because there's truth connected to it through the word of God. If he can do it, I can do it too. If he can shut the mouth of the lions, I can do it too. If he can lay hands on the sick, I can do it too. If he can open blind eyes, I can do it too. After all, we're here on earth to work his works, right? It says greater works you shall do. So you have to get that in your spirit, man. You have to get that, like grab it like a bulldog, pit bull, grab something and doesn't let go or an alligator, I like alligators, an alligator will grab something so tight, and that's the thing. An alligator doesn't even kill you at first. It does like a death roll. A death roll is what they call it. They don't like eat you at first. They don't chop you up. Their grip, it, I forget how many pounds of pressure, now it just slipped my mind, how many pounds of pressure that an alligator can bite down on something, and then it takes you in the water and holds you under and it's called a death roll because it rolls you and rolls you and rolls you but that's it that's how it takes you out but that's how you have to get the word of god that's how you have to get your promises you get that bite onto it and you say if he can do it i can do it too i'm an imitator of christ that is the 
image that you were made in and that's the reflection that your life is supposed to look like. So it's something every day, I, I, I challenge you, get it in your vocabulary. I do, I've got my kids saying it and not because I've told them to say it, because they hear the song. Yes, Caitlin, if you just Googled that, that sounds about right on all the uh, airboat rides that I've been on. <laughs> um, uh, is if he can do it, I can do it too. He can do it, I can do it too. He can do it, I can do it too. There's such a strength behind it because it's connected to the truth of God's word. Okay, so 1 John four seventeen. look at this. I'm going to show you something because the beginning of the song says, He breathed. He breathed in me and made these dry bones come alive. Let me show you how powerful, how important the breath of God is. Just a breath. You know, there's a song, there's a song we sing, and now I got to figure out how it goes because I got the other song in my head. Um, what the, how does it go, Tiffany, again, with the breath of the, you know, it's your breath in my lungs. Yeah, you know, and, and that is an anointed song, too, because you think about it. It's your breath in my lungs. Without his breath from the very beginning in Genesis, there would be no life whatsoever. No, it's a supernatural breath. It's a supernatural substance that's put inside of you with a breath, with a breath. So I'm going to show you. First, I want to read these three verses to you. In 1 John 4, 17, it says, um, and as we... Is that what I have? Mm, hold on. And as we, I have different things highlighted here, making sure this one was for today. No, hold on. Let me start with, like I looked on these. <laughs> I'm laughing because this is how I, I, I had one thought in my head and then I was, um, and then I switched things. This, it, it's funny how my mind works. I like was on one thing and I was taking notes and I was like, no, actually I'm gonna go in this direction. And that direction was at like 120. <laughs> I did, I have my first set of notes at the bottom of these notes. And then I was like, no, I'm, I'm going this way. Um, all right, I'm gonna come, I'm come back to that one because I don't want to read this in front of you really quick. I'm gonna go to John 14, 12. And I'll, I'll remember what that one is because I probably just wrote the number wrong. And what happens is, is it will come to me while I'm speaking and then I'll go back to it. So start with John 14, 12. I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. So that breath inside of you is going to be the greater works the greater works that you're going to do over in John 1 12 John 1 12 let's see yes 1 12 but to all who believed him and accepted him he gave them the right to become children of God he gave them the right to become children of God. You have rights as a child of God. There's so many things that we lay down 
We just go with the flow. We just hand over. But there are rights that you have as a child of God. His nature, his power, his ability, his might, and his purpose is all because it started with a breath. So number one, I'm going to go into Genesis 2, 7 real quick. And look at this. It all started, I'm going to kind of do it in order. It all started with this breath. Okay. He breathed into Adam and imparted his spirit. He breathed into Adam and imparted his spirit. So this is what it's talking about at the beginning of that song. He made dry bones come alive. Here was this dusty formation on the ground. And just think about, you know, I've never breathed into anybody that was dead and they, <laughs> they came to life or an animal or anything like that. You know, think how powerful. So the creator of this world, the creator of this world breathed into Adam and made him come alive. In 2, uh, 7, then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed the breath of life into man's nostrils and the man became a living person. So it's, I'm going to say it over and over again because we need to get this mindset. His nature, his power, his ability, his might, his purpose. If he can do it, I can do it too. And you guys might not know the song. That's why I end up singing it. But it's like ringing in my head. If he can do it, I can do it too. Why? Because we have the supernatural breath of God from us from the very beginning, from the very beginning of this world. Number two, it goes to show you breath here in Matthew. Jesus, when he was baptized, right? And I don't have to, I actually don't have to go to all of these stories because, you know, a lot of, a lot of, you know, where they are, but I wanted to read them real quick. Matthew three seventeen. So here he is with John the Baptist. He's getting ready to get baptized. And then it goes to, um, after his baptism and Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were open and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. Descending like a dove. So here we go. Here comes the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is in the, you know, sorry, uh, you know, coming down as a dove. And this is where people get a little funny because it says as a dove. And people get all like, oh, I had feathers in my bed last night. Okay. He it didn't say came down in the formation of a dove. And so he came down. Jesus got the same breath that Adam received. Came down straight from heaven. Adam, straight from heaven, the breath of God with inside of him. Like it, the connection is so powerful. What us, what children of God are connected to is so incredibly powerful. And so it goes to show you in Matthew 3, 16, Jesus got the same breath that Adam received. That turned. That This is the moment. This is the moment that Jesus got power, supernatural power, okay? It wasn't until this moment. He did nothing. He did no miracles. He did nothing until this moment. So just goes to show you, it makes you a supernatural being. So was Adam, right? He didn't know he was naked. When, he didn't know anything about that. It wasn't until he brought sin around that showed him. And God said, how did you know this? 
I, I did not, this was not, this is not how the life you had. When I breathed into you, it was so pure. When I breathed into you, it was so clean. It was so supernatural. Okay, so the same thing. When Jesus came up from the water and the Holy Spirit came upon them, that is when the breath became inside of him. The Holy Spirit gave him the power to do the works that he did, to do the miracles, to raise the dead to heal the blind eyes, to command diseases to shrivel up and die and rebuke the enemy during a 40-day fast and temptation. <laughs> so you have to see that the power that was with inside of him was so pure. And this is the same breath, the same power that you have. If he can do it, you can do it too. So every day I got my kid's confessing it, I'm confessing it. If he can do it, I can do it too. If he can shut the mouth of the lions, I can do it too. If he can cause uh, diseases and sickness to run, to leave, I can do it too. Just like the authority, Jesus is full of authority. If he can cause evil spirits to be the know when the anointing is around, to know when Jesus is around and beg him, don't, don't, you know, he's like begging, don't cast me out, don't this, don't, you know. You know, you've got evil spirits begging Jesus because they know how much power is inside of him. Then you can do it too. We can't go by our natural strength. We have to completely rely. Just like the Bible says, we don't, you know, we don't fight against the natural it's the spiritual realm and we need spiritual weapons and he's equipped us with all of it. So if he can do it, you can do it too. Number three, um, after resurrection, he breathes on his disciples. Go to John 20, 2022. John 2022. Showing you these connections here of the breath of God of if he can do it, I can do it too. After resurrection, he breathes on his disciples. Look, look, this is the breath of God is going to give you his nature, his power, his ability, his might, his purpose is all within inside of you, all within inside of you. So John 20, 22, it says, then he breathed on them to receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you not forgive them, they are not forgiven. So this is not, uh, it's not showing you here um, the disciples receiving the Holy Spirit because you see where they do that next in Acts, in Acts 2, uh, in the upper room. This right here is the breath of God before he leaves the earth for the first sign of salvation. The first sign of salvation here. This was their salvation for the disciples. So the power that, I mean, you couldn't kill Jesus. You can't kill the master. Okay. They didn't kill Jesus. He gave up that breath that was inside of him. That breath gave him the power from the very beginning from his, his heavenly father, that breath kept him alive. That breath was so powerful that when it left his body, what the ground shook, it got dark. It was like earthquakes. 
okay? The, it, it raised other people from the dead. <laughs> that, that's a pretty powerful breath when he gave it up. Don't ever be mistaken that anyone killed Jesus. They might have yelled, crucify him, but they didn't kill the master. You can't kill the master. He gave his life up for you. He gave his life up for me. He gave, that, that's what makes it so precious when you think about the, the time of, of crucifixion and resurrection, like that breath he gave up for us. So we don't have to live sick and depressed and broke and unhappy and with problems and with struggle. That's why I hate that teaching so much. I hate it so much because it, it, it's like a slap in the face to our heavenly father. It's like when you, you, you have to think extreme about these things because it gives you a good picture in your mind. I'm not gonna blame Jesus for sickness and disease and to say he's, you know, not a healer. And I don't care who dies around you. I don't care if it was a family member, if it was your best friend, if it was a mighty man or woman of God that you knew from the church, I don't care what they've died from. I don't care what, it doesn't matter, okay? You have to realize that no matter what, Jesus is a healer and he wants to heal all. He is no respecter of person. It says that healing is the children's bread. If you're a child of God, you don't have to beg for your healing. You just believe for your healing and stand in faith. So don't get sidetracked when something happens that feels like a blow to you. Okay, it doesn't, it just remembered the cross. So he gave up because I, I know this happens every time someone that's a good Christian passes away. It now becomes a low blow to many people. That's like, well, this person prayed for everybody and this person believed in Jesus and this person was a good man of God, a good woman of God. And, you know, and then their theology starts, you, you start thinking off because you're going by that person's situation. We know that God doesn't change. He's constant, consistently good. He's constantly good and consistently good. Remember that at all times. Your Heavenly Father is constantly good and consistently good. And that's where people will get off the beaten path and then they start changing. Well, and then that's how, forget it, you're, you're, you're done at that point. If you just, you're, as soon as your thoughts go, well, and I didn't mean to like kind of get off on this, but when I think about Jesus on the cross, it gets to be a slap in the face to him. I think extreme. Can you imagine slapping Jesus across the face? It's almost like rough to even say, but that's what we will do when we don't operate and what he died for, what he went through. So that breath was not taken. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. he's too powerful that supernatural power inside of him you think you're going to take that from me no ma'am no sir he gave that up for you he gave that up for you but to give it to you look he's going to give it to you so after the the he breathed on his disciples for salvation after resurrection he's going to give it to you in acts 2 you are the church. You are the foundation. You are the temple 
of the most powerful substance that you can house. Think about that. You, that's why God, that's why I did that thing on health. He wants to take, he wants you to take care of your temple because you house the most powerful source. You've got to take care of your temple if you're housing the most powerful source. You can't trash it. You can't, you know, what good are you? You can't do anything if it's trashed. Even though you have the most powerful source, if the house breaks, if the house is destroyed, if the house is trashed, it's done. You're just going to go to heaven because you ain't going to last long. (laughs) So you house the most powerful source. But he gave that to us in Acts 2. Look in Acts 2, the day of Pentecost. We all know that, so I don't need to get into uh, in-depth of, you know, of Acts 2. But it came in. What does it say? Like a mighty rushing wind. A mighty rushing wind. Do you think that's my car? (laughs) There's lots of things going on today. It's one of those Fridays, you know what I mean? We have alarms going off outside. It's not my car. It's the neighbor's car. It's people next door. Um, and so came in like a what? A mighty rushing wind. That breath of God came down and sat upon them. From the very beginning of time in Genesis till the time in Acts. I mean, and now I'm getting ready to bring you to, to the end here. Um when Jesus comes back. So it just goes to show you from the beginning to the end, the power of the breath of God. So you can just say, if he can do it, I can do it too. Why? Because of his nature, his ability, his might. It's all inside of you, his purpose. You are a child of God. You are a son and daughter of God. And because of that, it's transferable. It is, you know, my husband did that book on further, faster, the impartation brought upon your life. That is what it is. You are, you you resemble your heavenly father. You are a child of God. You know, sometimes we hear these words growing up in church and it just becomes churchy. And sometimes it just becomes, we're so used to things, but think about it. I think about parents right now that have kids like what's transferable to your kids. First of all, not only like my things are transferable to them because they're my children, but you have your kids, they have your personality. They have your, thank you, Crystal. They have your, um, your, your character, their way about them, right? Sometimes you look at them like, holy cow, like that was me. They just said that like me. So think about that. That's how we are with our heavenly father. And so in the day of Pentecost, that heaven that came down to earth, that mighty rushing wind, that breath of God again. Same breath in Genesis. Same breath that brought the power on Jesus to do great things when he was baptized. The same powerful breath that Jesus blew on his disciples. He blew a breath. He obviously knew that it was important. Why didn't he just touch their forehead? All right, you're saved. You got the Holy Spirit. There's something in the breath there's something in the breath that is why when 2020 hit and they wanted to cover our mouths and you couldn't 
talk to people and you couldn't sing and you couldn't address people in person because of the breath, I was pissed, pissed, <laughs> ticked for all of you who didn't like me to say that word. I was so mad and I went to my journal at home, my notebook, and I went all through the Bible and wrote out different verses that I found about the breath of God because it was working against everything as a believer. Um, the power, how much power is in the breath and they wanted to arrest you for talking, arrest you for singing in church. And you're gonna tell me, cause of science, they were keeping you safe. <laughs> I got two letters on that one. B and you figure out the rest. That was not true. It worked against everything that the word of God said. So the breath of God, thank you, Nancy, the breath of God is powerful and it's important in our life. And don't let anyone ever stop you in regards to that. It made you alive. It brought the power to Jesus. It brought salvation to the disciples. And now look in 2 Thessalonians. 2 Thessalonians. Always, I tell this to Tiffany. I get on here, then I don't know where the heck anything is. I have to say like the song in my head for 2 Thessalonians. And it talks about the breath that will consume the enemies. Now that's a powerful breath, right? I'm going to say it's a powerful breath. It is a breath that will bring life and power to you. And it's a breath that will consume your enemies. You are called to crush your enemies. You're not called to have coffee with them and try to get them saved. No demons, no devil is going to receive the salvation of Jesus. You're called to crush your enemies. You're not called to let them hang out for a little bit. You're not called to let them stick around for one second. You're called to crush your enemies. You called to crush your, you're called to crush your enemies. Second Thessalonians 2, 8. Then the man of lawlessness will be revealed, but the Lord Jesus will slay him with the breath of his mouth. The breath of his, his mouth and destroy them by the splendor of his coming. He's not playing games. He said, one thing, done. Crushed, destroyed. Crushed, destroyed. He's coming back. He's coming back for you. He's coming back for a spotless church. He's coming back soon. And we're not here to play games. We're here to look like we know what we're talking about. We're here to look like our heavenly father. We're here to look strong and act strong and be strong. But we're called to crush our enemies, literally crush them. I was, <laughs> my kids are like obsessed with this nutcracker that I have taken out. So obsessed that I keep finding crushed nuts literally all over the floor of my house. I, once again this morning, I walked in and they're just like, I'm like, you guys, you can crush all the nuts you want, but can we at least <laughs> clean up our mess? We're having a hard, you know, connection there with that one. But we're called to crush our enemies. So that breath that he breathed into dry bones, the breath of the resurrection and bringing him back, 
I mean, the, it's all about the breath of God from the very beginning that I started today. His nature, his power, his ability, his might, and his purpose. So we need to make sure these qualities, when you say this part, if he can do it, I can do it too. If he can do it, I can do it. If that's all that you got in you right now, if you're like, man, I can't be quoting all these verses right now. I got That's fine. Thank you, Hope. If, if, that's completely fine. But you got to get something that's going to stir your faith. You've got to get something that's going to make you feel empowered and that you can run through the, the walls, leap over the troops. You want to do it vice versa, leap over the walls, run through the troops. Do it both ways because you're so strong. You're so strong and you've got to build the spirit man. You got to say it every day. I want you to say it every day. You got to write in your phone. You got to print it and put it on your mirror. If he can do it, I can do it too. Because you're a child of God. You are of God, it says. I, I think that's where I was going in First John. But it says you are of God. You are a little God. Christian, little Christ. You don't need to be walking around disheveled, distraught, sick, struggling, can't pay your bills, always having issues, dramas around the corner, always knocking on your door, always a crisis, always something going on. You ever know those people? I've known those people. It's like, how many times can you like not notice that there's something wrong here? <laughs> oh, something happened with your life again? Oh, this tragedy is going on. Oh, this part. It's like you surround yourself with chaos. Break that in the name of Jesus. Break it now. Because I think people get so used to being in those situations that they feel, they feel more like they're trying to be like that help. Like I'm that, I'm that prayer support. I'm that. But let me tell you, there's like a problem if that's what's always happening around your life. You're like attracting issues. You're not repelling them. You're attracting. You put issue spray on and you are attracting issues. Put the spray on that repels issues. I, I, did, it, I did a podcast on it a while back. I plan for peace. What can you do in your life? It's good to pray for people. It's good that people are coming to you. But if there's like always something going on in your circle of friends where there's like break free from that, break free from that. Yeah, you're right, Liz. They do do it to themselves. So we need to make sure if he can do it, I can do it too. What are the qualities? The nature of God lives inside of you by that very first breath that was taken in Genesis that I went through. What is it? What are the characters of Jesus Christ that are inside of you now? Are you operating in love and kindness and goodness and faithfulness, the nine fruit of the Spirit? Are you operating in them? Are you operating in His power and in His might? Are you operating in authority? Are you telling the devil where to go or is He telling you where to go? Is He uh having control over your day and your say and your situation? Are, are you in control? It says in Luke 10, 19, he's giving you power over all the enemy. So there's nothing that he has against you unless a door has been opened to him. 
So what are the characters? It says in 1 Corinthians 11, 1, that we are to be imitators of Christ. Man was made in the image of God. You are a literal, heavenly representation here on earth. That should change your thinking on some things. You are a, little, a literal representation of heaven on earth. So stop and think. If someone was to look at you right now, do you represent heaven well? Do you represent Jesus well? Are you attracting the right things into your life? Do you have uh, freedom over, I mean, it, we always think, you know, bondage and freedom, and we always associate them to big things, drugs, alcohol, pornography, you know, di different things like that. But, you know, it, anything that you have, uh, uh, you can't break away from that's got a hold on you, you've got to ha be able to have the power over it. So don't always think big, think small on that too. So you won't have, it could be a mindset. That's why I did something the other day on the battlefield of the mind or the battle of the mind because it could be a thought, it could be a teaching that you were always around as a kid that was instilled in your family and it's a mindset that you have. But the mindset works against the word of God. So that, that's, that's where we have to go. We have to break that mold. If somebody's looking at you right now, do you represent heaven well? Do you represent Jesus? Do you have the breath of God? Do you have that power inside of you? And you have to say, well, no, I'm, well, that's okay. We're going to work on those areas. You're struggling in an area of divine healing. Well, let's take a topic on it. Let's work on, on healing and understanding what the Word of God says and get a revelation on it. You're having a hard time with, with uh, money and prosperity. And, and, you know, I don't think that's a good thing. It, it, you know, it, it's so, look at me, look at me, it's flashy and materialistic. And you know what? You need to get a revelation on it. Your, your good stuff isn't just waiting for you in heaven. He wants you to have good stuff here while you're on earth. You might be here for a hundred years. You don't need to wait till you get to heaven. He's a good, good father. He wants you to have it both places. Okay? So if there's something that you're looking at, say, I could be better on, the best thing to do is take a topic and really get a revelation on it. Don't just sit Sunday service and then that's the last time that you look at your Bible and get a revelation on something. Because what happens with a revelation it's like a light bulb to your spirit, man. And when you see it, bam, that flashlight's on it. It's yours. To me, I look at it as like an imprint. It like gets imprinted inside of me. And I, can, I just can see it with my supernatural eyes. And it's something that can flow easy out of my spirit, man. And that's what we have to do. So you have to say every day, if he can do it, I can do it too. If he raised up people that were sick, then that's my job. Doesn't matter what CDC says, doesn't matter what the government says, that none of that matters. It matters with if he can do it, I can do it too. He gave you permission, yes, then do it. Did he instruct you to do it? Yes, then do it. Did he give you the ability to do it? Yes, he gave you the power and, and, and the breath of God, absolutely. 
So that's what matters. You have the green light. You have the go ahead. You have the instruction. We just need to step out and do it. And that's what we're going to do with this broadcast today and say, if he can do it, I can do it too. The breath of God, that power, it says in, in, in uh, Romans that it quickens your mortal body. The same power, it raised Christ from the dead. That breath, that breath, it quickens you. It startles you. It makes alive. That breath of God is so powerful. It's called you to do what God wants you to do. And with that breath, we sing those songs in church. It's your breath in my lungs. I don't even know. I'm not the singer of the family, obviously. But we, we pour out our praise to you. <laughs> I'm getting claps in the back because thank you very much. But when we sing these songs about that, that's a powerful song. The breath of God is in my lungs. It keeps me alive. It keeps me in divine healing. It keeps me full of the power to lay hands on the sick, to send a word and see it come to pass, to call my angels to me. I've, I've, you've got so much power inside of you. So every day I need you to confess it. If he can do it, I can do it too. So the next time the enemy tries to rob you of your thoughts, tries to rob you of saying you can't do something, to rob you to say you don't have the ability, you're not smart enough, it's not for you, and la 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 that he likes to do, say if he can do it, I can do it too. And just think of the first moment that he breathed into Adam. That power made him come alive, a supernatural power. And so that breath, is going to make you come alive. And at the end of time, it's going to crush your enemies. And that's what I love. That's what the breath of God has power to do today. It's to keep you alive, to keep you alive. And it's to crush your enemies. And I like just saying that. I like just picturing my enemies being crushed. I know it might be movies I watch or what that Ted turns me on to. But I just love knowing. I love it. It's like... You know, I want to be a bully to the enemy. I literally, you know, that's the only person that we need to be a bully to. Be a bully to the enemy. I like to taunt him. I know people are like, I don't know if I would do that because I don't really want to make him mad. I want to make him mad. I want to tell him what a loser he is. I want to <laughs> tell him that you will never be what God created me to be. I have all the power that you asked for in your prideful state. I have it. I have the power. And so I, I like to do it. And, and, and the thing is, when you walk in a standpoint, when you say, hey, I got the victory. There's nothing he can do about it. Then you become a taunter. Then you say, listen, let me remind you, devil, where you live where you're never going to get out of. Let me remind you. It says, oh, I just pulled it up the other day. It says, now, I'm, now it just slipped my mind. But I love it where it talks about he walks out and they say, is this the one? Is this the one? I think it's in Isaiah. Isn't it in Isaiah? Now it's going to bother me. I think, I think it's in Isaiah. And of course, I don't have it in front of me, but, it, but I was just reading it the other day and it walks out and they say, is the, this is the one, 
that was destroying the nations, this is the one that's like, uh, uh, we're scared of, this, this is the one? So just remember that. Just remember, yeah, Lena, just remember and say, this is the one that tried to put me in a, an invisible prison of fear? Mm-mm. Just my breath alone is going to crush the enemies. Just, that's right. Thank you, Eric. Just my, Isaiah 14, 16, just my breath alone. You got to think bigger yourself. It's not prideful to operate in the way God's called you to operate. That's how he wants you. He wants you puffy chest and squared back shoulders and be like, if he can do it, I can do it too. There's nothing I can't do with the breath of God inside of me. Thank you, Jesus, for this day. Thank you for everyone watching. Thank you that the power of God resides in us. The power of God makes us strong, victorious. And if you did it, Jesus, we can do it here on earth. You commanded us to do greater works. You said you will do greater works. And that's what we want. What can we do, Lord? that's going to raise our faith? What can we do, Lord, that's going to bring us to new levels? What can we do, Lord? Your power, your might, your ability, your purpose, your nature lives in our very being. That breath that you started us with at the very beginning, Lord, gives us all the answers we need, gives us all the power we need. We don't have to fear the enemy. We crush the enemy. We don't have to worry about uh, lack and, and poverty because you give us more than enough. Your word of God, the word of God speaks of increase and multiplication. Thank you, Lord, that we are obedient to your word. We don't have to walk around depressed and sick and, and, and the, where, the, the, the way the world walks around and the cares because that's not our story. That's not our our story. Our story is that you said we can have it. Our story is that if you did it, Lord, which you did, we can do it too. We are little Christ. We are sons and daughters of God, and we have the breath of God residing inside of us. And we're going to do powerful and mighty acts, Lord, that you've called us to. We are going to represent your kingdom well. Thank you, Lord, that when people see us, they want to know who our Jesus is. They want to run to us for salvation. They want to run to us for prayer because we hold authority. They know that when we speak, it's done. We know when we lay hands on the sick, we see them recover. We know when we speak, the power of God is sent. He sent his word. This world can't stop us from talking. This world can't stop us from praying. We don't take their cues for them. We know that when we send the word of God, it's working, it's alive, it's powerful, and it doesn't come back void. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've given to us, that he can do it, he did it, and we can do it too. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray, amen.